0: So the question is, what does it mean when in the book of Zachariah Sefer Zachariah in the 8th chapter, it's the last passage, it is the essence of the Messianic Age. There are many events that will unfold when Mashiach comes. The most central event is the worldwide knowledge of Hashem. And, you know, when I was a youngster, I'll never forget this, so when I used to study the Prophets, I had always a question that bothered me. Bothered me. Because it says in the Prophets, Jeremiah and so on, that when the Messiah comes, no one is going to talk about the going out of Egypt anymore. They'll talk about my children coming out of the Northland, the South, and so on, the Messianic Age. We have that prophecy that the Messianic Age will be something so spectacular it will eclipse the exodus from Egypt. And any of you who have even a perfunctory knowledge of Scripture know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you read it, you had to ask yourself the question, how is that possible? The Exodus was, wow. I mean, imagine 10 plagues, 11 months, a cloud that hovered over a nation. Seven days later, they were crossing through a sea that parted for them. And when they on dry land, when they came to the side, their their enemies perished, and it would be just forty days later that they would hear the voice of God at Mount Sinai, and they would they would see the fire and the smoke. And for forty years they would they would go through a wilderness, and their food would come out of the out of heaven, and water sprang from a rock, and their clothing never wore out. And then they would. They, would come to, they came to the promised land under the leadership of, of Yeshua ben Nun across the Jordan opposite Jericho. How could something eclipse that? I mean, what could possibly be? I mean, that's it's an epic event in history. A claim, the Bible says, will never be repeated again. No nation will even say that such a thing ever happened. The Torah says, if any nation arises and says that God revealed himself to the entire nation, you can take the turn and throw it in the garbage. Terry says it'll never happen. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 32, the Bible challenges you and says, Sha'alna, no, ask yourself, from all time that's gone past, from one end of the world to the other end, it's talking to you. Has any other nation made such a claim? At the haray saladas, you have been shown this so you may know. So one-time event. No other religion in history ever made such an event. In fact, there are other religions that are based on our faith, and although they don't sometimes don't like us so much, and I've never heard of such a thing. But it's true. <laughs> Even they like what they say. Our Torah is the word of God. That they'll admit. No matter they could curse us day and night, right? But they'll all say the Torah is the word of God, and that's what it says in Deuteronomy 4. That they will say, What a wise nation is this that has such a Torah? Yes, you'll be, they'll, they'll spread you out over the world with your Torah, they'll be enamored with. How can anything eclipse that? So the answer is the following. And then you'll understand this is what Zechariah is about. The answer is that when, when Avram, Abraham, our father, of blessed Memory. So when he was in Kharon, he saved 70 people. He created 70 souls. Seventy souls. He seventy people he redeemed in Kharon. When Moshe, our teacher of Blessed Memory, when he was chosen by God to be used as a vessel to bring about the Exodus, who was saved? One nation. When Mashiach comes, why the reason why the Messianic age will transcend any possible event in history is that an entire nation will be redeemed, entire world will be redeemed, and that's what Zechariah. That's what Zachariah is all about. The book Zechariah eight is the redemption of the world. With Moses, only one nation only one nation was redeemed, the Jewish people. And that's what Zechariah chapter 8 is. That the nations will come and they'll grab the hem of a Jew and say, we have heard that God is with you, and be careful. Don't let anyone say, you means you know who, and you means you know who. Because it says, let us go with you. And the word imachem in Hebrew, in English, this pronoun, this second person pronoun, you can't tell if it's one person or many. But in the Hebrew language, there's a distinction. "Imochem" means with you all. (laughs) It means many people. So therefore, um, Zechariah 8.23 is extremely powerful because it's telling us that there'll there'll be a redemption of the world where the whole world will come to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. As we have so beautifully written in the same book, just... Just uh, six chapters later in chapter 14, verse nine, the On that day, we sing and show the kolorot. what does that mean that God will be king over the whole world? What does that mean He will be king of the whole world. He's not king over the whole world now? What do you mean he will be? He's not king now? In is he isn't. Why? Because if a subject says, I don't recognize you as my king, that means he's not a king over them. When Mashiach comes, the whole world will say, that's my king. He will be one, and his name will be one. That's very important. So that's the first point. That's what that means. So the means is the worldwide knowledge of God, as it says in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 9, the knowledge of God will cover the world as the water covers the sea. In those days, no one is going to have to teach his neighbor or his brother about God, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, declares the Lord, Jeremiah chapter 31. The worldwide, the whole world will know Isaiah chapter two. We're a, st- I mean Isaiah's use of language is, oh, Isaiah two and co- the corresponding text almost identical in Micah chapter four. That uh, he, that there's only six words about the messiah, but he will rebuke the nations. The nations will stream. Jerusalem will be on the highest mountain, and the nations will stream. The word stream, as many people moving, comes from Isaiah. It's an exquisite use of language, like water traveling up to a mountain. Water goes down, but it means it's going against nature and coming up to Jerusalem. Why Because out of Zion will come for the Torah, and the word of God, so that's what that's what it means. So, but it, that it's the worldwide knowledge of God, and that is central to the Messianic age. Every other sign of the true Messiah is ancillary to that. One other point I must tell you: this is the point that's frequently missed. So maybe people think about such glorious prophecies as. Most people say, okay, this is what's going to happen. Now, I'll ask you a question. Hakodesh HaKadosh Vatorah, this holy prophet, his name means God remembers. When he said that, two and a half thousand years ago, he lived in the beginning of the second temple period, he was among the last of the prophets. Messiah wasn't coming. then. He was talking to a generation that would never see it. Isaiah, Olav of the great prophet Isaiah, wrote 2,700 years ago, much earlier. His generation would never see such a thing. Who was he talking to? Was he just giving hope to generations that would never see it until, if they're faithful, until the resurrection of the dead? When Jeremiah spoke, Jeremiah lived at the, at the end of the first temple period. Jeremiah gives such prophecies. Who is he talking to? Talking to people who will never see it happen. Why did they give these prophecies? It was just to say, one day it will be good. Don't worry, it's going to be good. I know times are tough now. Is it, was it a spiritual pep talk? Was it merely telling us the future, which many people misapprehend that's what the prophets are about. If you think that way, you've made a terrible mistake. So I want you to know this. Listen to me, my holy brothers and sisters. I never forget what you're about to hear. If you recall anything that I share with you, please make it this: listen, kindlech, very carefully. The Messianic Age. This is this is the root of everything. This is what everyone misses. People look at these hundreds of of numinous passages throughout the Holy Scriptures. And people perceive that these scriptures are, are foretelling of a future event that maybe will happen in my lifetime, maybe will not happen in my lifetime. I hope I see it, maybe I won't. And it's simply saying it's like a, a forecast. I mean, it's like watching, you know, thing, it's going to rain and thing. and what. It's simply telling us the future. But how does that relate to me now? So this is the big mistake everybody makes. And it's easy, it's very easy to slip into that mindset that Messianic prophecy is telling us about something in the future that we can look forward to. But I've just proven to you that's not possible. Because here are these prophets speaking to generations that would never see such a thing. Isaiah prophesied with his own lips horrible things were going to happen. Long after he died. <laughs> There's no way his audience would ever see these th- events. So why does Isaiah spend so much time, Isaiah 11 alone, you can stand there and you just stand up in awe if you read it, study it, pour over it, listen. Come, listen carefully. What is the Messianic Age, really? So the Messianic Age is the world in an absolute perfect state in the way the world should be at all times messianic age is not really a; it is a description of what will happen because when Mashiach comes the world will reach that state of perfection that it always should have been therefore messianic prophecies are a signpost today for Isaiah's generation for every generation saying to you today if you want to learn about Torah go to the Jew and when I say the Jew I don't mean Noam Shamsky And I don't mean Norman Finkelstein. You know who I mean. Go to the Jew. Don't go learning from others. Go to the Jew and learn from the Jew about God today. Because that's how the world was always supposed to be. The Messianic prophecies are telling us that the world always should have been a time when nations would take their implements of war, their, their spears, their swords and turn them into plowshares and pruning hooks. In every generation, we should hope to attain that. So look at messianic prophecy as a guide to how to live your life today. If you're a Ben Noah, if you're a Jew, or a Ben Nech, it doesn't make a difference. But on this prophecy, this is telling you if you want to learn Torah, make sure that you go to the Jew and sit and learn Torah. It's when Mashiach comes, it's not that it will be a new type of life with a new goal in life. It's just that you'll finally, people will be doing it the right way. Do you see what, did you get that point? That's that's the rub. And that's what people miss. The key part is, is that messiah probably is telling us, this is how we have to live our lives today. When Mashiach will come... Isn't it delicious? It's so good, it's so good. I'll share one of the little pintle, it's just so good, I can't, so good. You know, um, Judaism is not known for dogma, but well, there, is, there are things that a Jew must believe, or a nochai must believe. And then most famously, there's the Maimonides' 13 Fundamental Principles of Faith, Jew, if a person, Jew, a Gentile doesn't believe it then so the twelfth is very famous the twelfth is what's the twelfth of these thirteen fundamental um, principles of faith what's the twelfth I believe in perfect faith in what and the coming of the Messiah and then it goes on for some reason. And even though he's, he tarries, it's taking a long time. I await every day he comes. I want to ask you a question. Why is this necessary? I get the first part. I believe in the coming of Mashiach. It makes perfect sense but why and even though how is that fall into a creed that should be like a commentary that should, that should be like a be strong guys now even though it's taking a long time don't lose faith but that's not a creed that's an encouragement do you understand that how did that get into how is that a creed that means it's 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 important but how did it get into a creedal statement And even though he's taking his time, I hope today he should come. How is that a creed? That's an encouragement. That's don't lose hope.